Hey coaches, Brian Blackburn here with the Pound the Rock podcast. As always, we want to thank HardwoodTexas.com as well as our sponsors, Huddle, Waterboy Graphics, Metal J Works, or J Metal Works, uh, Tumbleweed Textiles, Allstate Jeremy Thomas Agency, as well as Modern Woodman and Landon Landry. Today we have the famous, if not infamous, Jamie Boswell from Flower Bluff High School. He's the president of Texas Association of Basketball Coaches and professional moocher. Coach Boswell, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, I appreciate that. I, I do you know, take that as a compliment, being a professional moocher. I think it's a gift. It's an art to be able to do that year in and year out. <laughs> well, you, uh, you've done so much, obviously, for, for younger coaches as well as uh, just the coaching profession in Texas. You're really involved in all of the organizations, and so it's going to be good for our coaches on the uh, hardwoodtexas.com and the Pound the Rock podcast to listen to what you have to say on some of these topics, because uh, if they don't know you in person, then they just know you by reputation, and so to get your insights is going to be a great asset to, to everybody that's listening. So thank you again for joining well, us. Well, I appreciate that. You know, you know, coaches that came before me, you know, much like your father, they... Uh, they led the way for what we're trying to do, and you know, we're trying to emulate emulate those guys, and uh, just trying to give back like coaches did to us or for us previously. Yeah. Well, uh, first question I've been asking people for this season, which uh, we're kind of focusing on the preseason, the August to October time period. What is something that uh, you learned this summer that's going to help your team and your program? Well, you know, we, we came into Flower Bluff and. Uh, Robert Dodd, who had been here for nine years, did a fantastic job of developing and elevating the program. And I believe he went to back-to-back regional tournaments. Uh, he did a fantastic job. So we're kind of in a different uh, uh, different aspect, I guess, compared to when I came when I went to San Angelo Central. Uh, it wasn't really broken, to tell you the truth. And uh, what we inherited was we had a bunch of young kids and. Uh, the previous talent had graduated. So, and we were walking into a district with 11 teams instead of, you know, your normal 617 district. So, this summer we found out exactly who wanted to commit and dedicate to getting us back to where Coach Dodd had the program going to the regional tournaments. Uh, Flyer Bluff has a great history, uh, been to the state tournament in the past obviously regional tournament recently. That's where we want to get to uh, on a regular basis. And uh, we found out this summer that we have kids that we have four, I believe, RC kids that are in a statewide traveling AAU team. And uh, we, we made it a you know a commitment to open the gym more, to make it available to these kids. They can come up and work on their skill developments. And we found out that these kids have really bought into that and they started coming up in droves uh, and playing all over the place. We had eight attend Texas Association of Basketball Coaches Camp of Champs, which we hadn't had since we've been there. Uh, so they're going to camps, whether it be college camps, TABC camps. They're working with skilled trainers outside of what we're doing. They're playing AAU year-round. So the dedication, the commitment we see Well, that's great. I'm sure that encourages you as a coach, too, to kind of keep you motivated as well, to see that the, the players are motivated, and so that'll keep you motivated, too. Exactly right. You know, it's all about, you know, 
job as educators is to motivate these kids in all facets so they just become, you know, not only great athletes or great players, but great people. That's a really good point. Now, you said that things weren't necessarily broken, and so what? maybe what's uh, something that uh, you're going to focus on the uh, the first part of the school year? So when you guys get back to school and we're, you know, we're thinking uh, August to October, maybe what's right. something that you focused on at, uh, at your first year there that you don't have to now, or maybe how have things changed right. or progressed in that time period? Right. Our first, our very first year, you know, I brought uh, Bruce Kimball with me uh, from San Angelo Central, who's been a head coach. You know, he, he was a GA in college. He's been coaching forever. And uh, we basically focused solely on getting to know who our kids were, what they could do, and how we could implement them into what we wanted to do to which would make them successful as a team. Uh, we didn't really focus on strength and conditioning. Uh, we focused on basically relationships uh, and skill development. Uh, you know, we opened up the gym at seven o'clock in the morning. If we needed to open up early, we would. Uh, and we just focused on them, trying to get them to buy into us. You know, the overall athletic program, overall basketball program, and just basically to see what we had and what we needed to do with what we had. You know, he and I are both uh, big believers in motion offense. And, uh, you know, man-to-man, staunch defense. But we had to adjust, you know, in some cases. Uh, we probably played a whole lot more sets, just kind of like we did at San Angelo Central. Mm-hmm. I kind of compare everything to that. Uh, and I would think that we're about a year or two behind our progression compared to when we went to San Angelo Central. Not everybody can be blessed with a Reggie Sutton. Yeah, right. Uh, that, you have, that you have, you know, as, you know, when you step on campus. Our first year at uh, Flyer Bluff, uh, you know, Coach Dodd had incredible size. Uh, he had he had a couple of uh, collegiate players, one still playing at St. Mary's, uh, but we didn't have that. So I left San Angelo. We came in a situation just like most people have. We just had average height, average ability, average skill. You know, average athletes. So we had to adjust in that respect. But we really focused on you know getting those kids into the gym, trying to develop more skill. Uh, maybe a little bit more toughness uh, and just buying into a team concept because we really didn't know who you know our go-to guys were until the season started. And uh, Coach Campbell wanted to be a head coach again, so he left and uh, inherited a really good coach who's been a, a head coach before, who's father coach for a long time, Matt Spell. And so from that first year into our second and third year, we really focused on getting stronger, getting these kids in the weight room, uh, not only becoming better skilled basketball players, but just overall stronger, more competitive type players. Does that make sense? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, whether, whether it's good or bad, we you know we walked into the situation. Uh, we ended up playing three freshmen on the varsity our first year. Uh, and we took our lumps. Uh, we finished fifth or sixth in this 11th district our first year. And this past year, we went 19 and 16 and finished fourth out of 11. Got beat first round of the playoffs. So we progressed a little bit, but not where we needed to be as far as the big picture. So now, and in fact, last year, 
adapted and evolved from Attack Athletics, Tim Grover. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's basically four different phases that encompasses about 10 weeks, and we stick to that. And they know exactly what we're doing from start to finish. Uh, you know, and the kids are really bought into it. And uh, you can see in their physical maturity, as well as their mental and uh, skill maturity. Uh, And basically, you know, we're we're not very big, uh, so we've got to tweak a few things. We're going to go more of a ball spread, spread type offense, man-to-man, and uh, try to utilize the uh, pick and roll because we're very guard-heavy, but we think our guards are skilled. So, you know, if we put the ball in the hole, we don't have to worry about rebounding much. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just the little things we're trying to work on, whether it's offense, defense, skill development. Just trying to get those kids to buy into it. And uh, the Flyer Bluff has great facilities, and we have access to those. So it's, it's, a, it's a great working relationship. And uh, like I said, Coach Bell's been a head coach. He does a great job. I've basically given him the, the reins and strength, strength and conditioning. And we focus together on certain things that we need to tweak and improve on. And it's just a you know, you have to be collaborative in coaching. You can't do it all by yourself. Uh, and you have to trust in others, and the kids have to trust in you, and you have to trust in them to get things going, to get them to where we want them to be. So yeah. it's been good, and hopefully, you know, we'll continue that once uh, school starts. And realignment was good to us uh, in the respect that, you know, it's still going to be a tough district, but it's going to be a smaller district. Right. So, you know, we, we're going to have a chance. We just have to keep developing. Yeah. Well, one thing I always tell people about you is, especially with your time here at, at uh, in San Angelo, um, you're an you're an unbelievable promoter of your program, and it always seems like even when you were at Central, you had guys traveling to. I remember when I was at White Wright, I think we played one of your groups in a in a fall shootout, and we were in great right. we were in Grapevine, and your guys you know traveled that far. What what are some things that maybe you do that promote your program so well that you know the kids really buy into wanting to travel and play and because I mean I see the same thing happening at Flower Bluff as I did at Central you know the kids will travel wherever to play and how do you get that out of them well you know it's kind of funny you say that you know we we basically just reach out to parents and we basically let them know that you know we're in this together you know if they're if they want their kids to be successful we're in the right place and we want to do this together, you know, and it's, it's going to take all, it's going to take all of us to, to do that and to implement that. Uh, we had two parents that came to us, uh, this spring that wanted to get their eighth grade sons, their eighth graders to be grouped together on a travel team. We said, why not? That's the way to do it. And so for about the last two months, they've been working with those kids. I think both of the parents are, are former players and they're just invested and their kids and want to be invested in the program, and they're just taking off with it. And we'd love to do that for every group. You know, at San Angelo, we did that. We started that and it just took off. And we're trying to do the same thing here. You know, we the district allowed us to host Spring League, which they hadn't done in the past. So we had kids playing in that. And then we hosted a summer uh, shootout like we did at San Angelo. So, you know, the district has to be willing to let you do those things as well. And we were fortunate in San Angelo, they allowed us to do that. And here in Flower Bluff, they allowed us to do that. Uh, you know, because, yeah. you know, if the gyms are locked up, not much you can do. Right. You know, the funny thing 
they're building a they're building another junior high gym on our junior high campus. It's kind of a unique situation here. You know, we do have multiple gyms, but one is not air conditioned. In South Texas, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we basically have one uh, competition gym at the high school, and we use another one, but it's sometimes we can't. So, we have outdoor courts. We have an intermediate with an outdoor gym. And I just purchased eight indoor-outdoor basketballs, knowing when school starts, volleyball and the junior high is going to be in the gym most of the time. And we're going to take our junior high off-season basketball kids, and we're going to work on skill development, whether it's on a, on a track surface with a basketball or in an intermediate gym with just basically a cover. <laughs> so we're going to take advantage of what we've got, you know, where we can, when we can. And, you know, we're just not going to use anything as an excuse not to develop these kids. I think that's the mindset we've always tried to use. We try to get our parents to, you know, go with us in that. You know, everything takes, you know, especially nowadays, if the kids want to travel and go play somewhere, it costs. So we have a parent meeting. We invite the parents to come. We basically lay out a plan. You know, if, if you want your kids back to the regional tournament like Coach Don had his teams, this is where we think we need to go and how we need to get there. And I think it's worked, and hopefully we'll continue to do so. Yeah. Well, that's that's really good, and I, I like how you, you know, you have a plan for everything you laid out, and you're collaborative with your parents, and uh, you know, I just that is a key. And I've had multiple coaches say, "Yeah, we had good players this year, but boy, the parents were really invested." And so that's right. encouraging to hear. You know, what's something that you feel like you do different? You know, something that makes your group or your teams uncommon in regards to your preseason uh, development. I wouldn't say that we're uncommon. Maybe we just kind of we just try to do things, you know, geared more specifically to the kids we have. When we started this this past spring, as soon as the season was over with, we gave our kids about literally just a week off, just to let them have some downtime, uh, whether they goofing around in the gym, whatever. And then we put them, we elected captains, and I'm sure many programs do this. We elected four captains. And each captain drafted his team. The kids that were left over that were undrafted formed uh, the free agent team. So we had five teams, okay? And we went through our offseason with those different teams. And it was competitive every single day from attendance to GPA to six weeks letter grade to daily grades, to test grades, to showing up to athletics, having your team on the floor dressed out ready to go. If you're the first, you got so many points. If you're a last, you didn't get any points. And it put onus and ownership on not only those team captains, but the groups of players within those teams. And we did it as far as attitude. You know, if we're, if we're being great teammates, you get so many points. If you're encouraging your teammates, if you're encouraging others on other teams, if you're leading the way, you know, a lot of that is objective or subjective. So, you know, some, some of our kids may say, well, Coach Bell is giving more point, points to team so-and-so than Coach Boswell is. Well, he may see something that I don't, or I may see something he doesn't. Right. And the kids adjust, and they just, you know, they just take off with it. You know, we test them in the mile, like some colleges do, uh, test them in the shuttle. After we go through our phase of lifting, you know, they get so many points for increases in max on the 
team wins, all the others have a discipline or a, uh, like a punishment. Cup? Right. You know what I'm saying? We try not, we try not to use that word, punishment, uh, but maybe just something that, you know. Like a consequence, to, some kind of consequence. Right, right. But that's what we're doing. That's what we've done. We're going to try to ramp it up a little bit this preseason and uh, continue that rise. And, you know, uh, we basically, I mean, not every program can do this, but we know exactly. You know, if we had to start tomorrow, we knew which we know which twelve was going to suit suit up for us. If we're fortunate enough to carry twelve, and and we're going to start with those guys the very first day of school. Hopefully, everybody has all their rank one stuff in uh, and all their physical stuff, so we're going to keep going. So, yeah, very good, man. That's that sounds like fun. And as a player, you know, I think that's that competition really helps the players develop too and right. kind of gets that mindset. And, you know, part, and part of that, not to not scratch you off, but let's say, let's say uh, Brian Blackburn's captain of Team 1, okay, Team Blackburn, and one of his players, one of his teammates on his team is not doing the right thing. You can trade that kid or player to the free agents and pick up a free agent that went undrafted and is doing the right thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. To add to your team. So, just because you're drafted and you're on a team doesn't mean that you're going to stay there because you've got to you've got to pull your weight. Yeah, you got to do your job. And, you know that just goes back around to you know you know buying into your role and trying to exceed at your role. Whether you're a shooter, defender, rebounder, try to do exceptionally well in your role. I think that helps us out once the season starts. That's great. Well, that I mean. That type of that type of camaraderie and that type of leadership and ownership and everything, it's it's player led. And I know Tom Izzo right. talks about, you know, player coach teams are better than coach coach teams, and that sounds like what you're trying to develop there. Very true. Very true. So, I I threw a Michigan you know, State is, Michigan State reference because yeah, I know oh, you yeah. like those guys. So go green, baby. <laughs> you reply go white. That's how you do it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, with, with all this being said, you know, I, I think uh, a lot of coaches know you as someone who's going to promote uh, high school basketball in the state of Texas. So to, to finish up, you know, what are some things that, uh, you know, are kind of on your mind right now as we start school in regards to public school education, uh, TABC, THSCA, you know, all those things that you're always promoting, and, and why is that so important to you? Well, you know, I think it's really crossroad in our profession you know education as a whole obviously if you're not keeping up with what's going on in Austin or in the nation's capital as far as public education is concerned then uh, you need to need to wise up but uh, we have a big time very important election that's going to happen in November Uh, there's a lot of people that are outside education that want to take away the the essence of public education and want to try to steer the funds and the, uh, everything towards taking away from education, I guess you could say. Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to be active in a positive way. There's a lot of bashing on Twitter and, you know, social media about, you know, let's do this, let's do that. Let's, you know, I'm trying to take the, the avenue of let's promote what is great with education Let's try to fix what we need to fix. Uh, nothing's perfect, but we need to unite, whether it's 
coaches. We need to unite as coaching organizations. You know, I went to coaching school, and there were over 13,000 coaches in attendance for the, uh, you know, the last meeting to select the president of the PHSEA. And that's powerful. You know, I'm hoping that we bust uh, membership figures for TABC. Uh, and I, t- I tell guys this all the time. And I, you know, I have a bunch of coaches that contact me all the time about how do I get more involved. Well, you just need to keep pushing, keep telling people that you want to do things. Not only talk about it, but put those talks into action. Get involved with your district. You know, be a district rep. Get involved with your region. You know, try to be a regional rep. Get, get involved statewide, uh, and just promote education in our profession every chance you get. Uh, because without you know great teachers and great coaches, without you know excellent coaching organizations, you and I are not going to be very successful. You and I are not going to be doing what we love, and we may be at Walmart greeting people as they come in. You know. <laughs> Uh, we just need to strengthen everything in all those aspects. And uh, hopefully it's, you know, this year, being the president of TABC, we can, uh, you know, strengthen our bonds with every coaching organization because we should be able to work hand-in-hand with THSCA, TGCA. You know, their leadership does a great job going all over the state, you know, hosting many clinics, uh, you know, just getting their word out, getting the – coaching profession word out and we need to do the same and we've been doing that you know for years and I just think we just need to expand on that so everybody knows that uh, we're in it for the right reasons we're not just basketball coaches we're coaches we want kids to develop in all aspects and we want to develop great future leaders and get back to everything you know it sounds like a cliche but uh, you know you have kids I have kids we want our kids to have it better than we did yep so that's why we're doing this. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Well, Coach Boswell, thanks again for joining us today. Is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you wanted to discuss or anything that uh, you want the 900-plus coaches on this website to to get from you? Well, you know, this is my – I'm going into my 29th year, and I open up the PHSEA magazine, and I read your article, okay, that you submitted about your offense and your program at Wall. I think we need more coaches to do that, and it shouldn't matter. You know, don't go into it and think, well, I've only been doing this for a certain amount of years. Nobody's going to listen to me. Express what you what you do within your program and express your thoughts and your opinions, and people are going to listen. I think we as coaches need to be more collaborative. We can share information and grow from one another. I think that's what we need to do more of, whether it be podcasts like you're doing, which are awesome, you know, submitting articles to Texas Coaches Magazine or submitting stuff towards TABC's newsletter. We need, we need to be more collaborative and grow each other and grow the game. That's very true. Coach Boswell, thanks again for being with us today. You're the best, man. You're, you're a great promoter of our profession. And uh, there's, you know, it's not a coincidence that you, seems like you know everybody and everybody knows you because you do such a great, you do such a great job of, of keeping everybody involved and invested in, in, you know, our, you know, our passion. And that's one thing about being coaches. I was telling a friend this weekend, it's, it's really nice that we get to do what we love. We, you know, our hobby is also our job and our profession. Correct. 
and that uh, that's pretty unique. And so thank you again for being yes, such sir. a promoter of that. Well, I appreciate you allowing me to do this.